Star Wars 7x7 episode 2215. It is a flashback situation. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So, there was a book by a guy named Alan Arnold written, oh, this is many years ago, 1980, in fact, called Once Upon a Galaxy, and it was a documentation of the making of Empire Strikes Back. It's something that is very difficult to find and very expensive to find, apparently. I did not ever anticipate that that would be the case. I happened to be lucky enough to get it when it came out back in 1980 and never got rid of it. So that was really awesome. And there's been sort of a renaissance of appreciation for that book over the years. Ryan Johnson actually tweeted during the making of The Last Jedi that he thought that was a remarkable and stunning book and just the level of honesty and transparency about the movie making process was you know, so stunning, especially compared to the environment in which we find ourselves today. And back when the podcast was comparatively brand new, we were only about 150 or so episodes in, I took a look at Once Upon a Galaxy and in specific looked at interviews with George Lucas in that book. And I did a series of episodes about them and so I thought, since I'm actually not in the office this week, not in the studio either, I thought it would be fun to revisit some of those episodes. So this week we're going to take a look back at interviews with George Lucas that were conducted actually in 1979 during the making of The Empire Strikes Back. And they come from the book Once Upon a Galaxy. So this will be the first installment. And what you will find as we go through these is that memory is a slippery thing. You know, there are things that you say in the moment that are absolutely true. And then, you know, you may hear some of the things that George Lucas said back in 79 and think, oh, that's not how things panned out 40 odd years later. And that's the case. It's kind of fascinating how his journey has changed and how the way that he has told his story about the journey has changed. So, yeah, it was really kind of fun for me to rediscover these, and I hope that you will enjoy them as well. So, without further ado, here is part one of the interviews with George Lucas from Once Upon a Galaxy, as I reported it back in December of 2014. This is the Journal of the Making of The Empire Strikes Back by Alan Arnold, who is a journalist both in civilian status as well as for the British government as a press officer in Egypt and the U.S., and he'd also written a couple of books before he got involved in the film industry and worked as a press officer on some 40-odd films, including The Empire Strikes Back. And this is his diary, as it were, of his experience during the production from the start of principal photography on the glacier in Norway in March of 1979, all the way through the end of it in the filming of the Dagobah scenes on set in September of 1979. Among his experiences included getting to know the cast and crew very intimately and actually recording a number of interviews for this book, which is now unfortunately out of print, so it's not something you'd really find unless you stumbled across it or you had some memory that it existed and went looking for it. Anyway, one of the things that is really remarkable about this book is all the interviews that are included with it, including a series of interviews that Alan Arnold conducted with George Lucas himself and 
in our time traveling series over the next few days, I'm going to be sharing those interviews with you because I think that if you are an original trilogy fan uh, from the get-go like I am, you have the sense that there's been a bit of revisionist history over time, that Lucas's story has changed about the movies. And some of it may be the actual literal intentional sculpting of the story into something that you know, resembles what he wants it to resemble. And some of it is just the vagaries of time. I mean, we don't all remember everything exactly as it happened in our own lives. You know, imagine having as momentous a life as George Lucas has had. Of course, some things are going to change over time simply because memory is such a slippery thing and so much has happened. But these things have been captured in the moment. And I think it's going to be really fascinating to dive in, especially at the glances that I've had at it so far. And if you grew up on the prequel trilogies instead of the original trilogies, as so many millions of people have, then you may find this also particularly fascinating to know that all the things that you saw from the prequels were based in ideas that Lucas had, had ruminating in his head for well nigh near 30 years before the prequels finally got made. So the first interview was conducted on Thursday, July 19th of 1979. And Alan Arnold begins by saying that when someone tells you he's put everything he owns into an enterprise and that if it doesn't succeed, he'll be millions of dollars in debt, what are you to say? And then when he adds, this quoting Lucas, I'm willing to take that risk because I started with nothing. Five years ago, I had nothing. So all Alan Arnold says is that all you can feel is humility, which is what he feels when George Lucas talks to him that day. So he continues, in a world that pays mainly lip service to principles, when politicians are so partisan and the language so convoluted, and sadly nothing has changed 35 years later in that regard, but I digress. Uh, <laughs> Arnold continues, it is refreshing to sense integrity in the air again and talk with a man who puts his money where his dreams lie, and speaks of how he was looking forward to the interview. Lucas says it's his third trip to London for Empire that he sees the dailies in the U.S. on videotape. And he's constantly talking to Erwin Kirshner and Gary Kurtz over the phone. The first thing I do, he says, when I arrive here is catch up on the cut film. Because of the time pressure, my main concern at this point is to work on the second cut while the editor works on the first cut. That way, when we get finished, we can be six weeks ahead of ourselves. Kirsch is worried primarily about the specific moment or scene he has to deal with. And what I'm constantly keeping my eye on is the whole picture and how it's all fitting together. But one of my primary concerns is special effects because that part is the trickiest. That's where I think my experience on the first film will be of most use. It's the area, in addition to the editing, where I can contribute most effectively. And keep in mind that Lucas had actually decided to step back and be the executive producer for the film. So the interview kicks off with Alan Arnold saying, Did the sets when you saw them at Elstree Studios relate satisfactorily to what you'd conceived of as a writer? And Lucas says, Some did and some didn't. Ralph McQuarrie, Joe Johnston, and I worked on the designs and the paintings of the sets and then turned them over to Kirsch, Gary, and Norman Reynolds, the production designer. When I was over here on the first two trips, I sort of monitored the set and put in my two cents worth, but the designers went off on their own interpretations. The designs are fairly close to my conception, but there are differences, some of which are improvements. <laughs> That's how he ends the line, which I think is very telling, and I think it highlights the <laughs> biggest challenge that Lucas has really faced creatively, which is being able to let go of his vision and put it in the hands of other talented people around him. And arguably, this has actually created some of his most successful work. And yet, and yet, that's a thing that we're going to see pop up in future installments of this series. So stay tuned. It's going to be an interesting ride. 
And that's where we're going to leave it today. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode, as always. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. ...is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the Force be with them. All original content is copyright 2020 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.